Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, tonight on Stranger Days, I'm going to take you into the mind of a killer, of a teen killer, from one of the most horrific things I've ever read on this platform. Daniel Petrie, the tibia killer, did something so heinous, so disgusting, so horrendous, that it will shock each and every one of you. But what is more shocking is the punishment and how light it is. All of that and more today here on Stranger Days. This is a, a story that I'm not going to lie, I came across while reading Reddit. And the subject of the post absolutely caught my interest here, saying Daniel Petrie, age 16 at the time, tortured, raped, and murdered his neighbor, Gabriel Kuhn, 12 years old, after allegedly being scammed in an online game known as Tibia back on July 23rd, 2007 in Santa Catarina in Brazil. And, you know, as an American, you figure something as horrendous uh, as a gamer, you figure something as horrendous of this uh, would have made its way around 2007. I must not have been paying attention because this story absolutely is new and it is shocking. And I'm going to tell you guys about it. So hold on to your butts and get ready to really question a lot <laughs> A lot uh, how you think about how parents raise their kids over video games, I swear to God. Anyway, now the story is hard to kind of get all the details of because it's not really reported in any place that I could actually find. There is a wikia here that I was able to find that had a lot of information that I believe was just copied from another website. But everything seems to kind of line up and the story is the same here. And believe me, this wiki in and of itself, this James Amirzian Waldementer wiki is going to come into play here in a little bit in just kind of a very obscene way. But when we talk about this, when we talk about Daniel Petrie himself, uh, according to this blog here, it says that he had always been a rebel and he's very aggressive, reacting with extreme violence to the slightest provocation. And as a result of this, his parents allegedly sent him to psychiatric therapies, but he abandoned those sessions and then left school. Now, this happened in Brazil. A lot of us out there are not going to be from this country. And I guess like that's kind of a, it's not the best from my understanding in regards to how they handle education or much else. Because according to this wiki at home, Daniel spent his time watching Brazilian television shows, surfing the internet and playing an online role-playing game simply known as Tibia. Tibia, according to Wikipedia here, is a 1997 massive multiplayer online role-playing game developed by a company called Sipsoft. It's one of the earliest and longest-running MMORPGs with a popularity that peaked in 2007. By looking at it here on the screen, you can tell that it's more or less kind of like a RuneScape knockoff, but it is one that was really popular back in 2007. And keep in mind, this event happened in July of 2007, coming up now on 14 years when uh, when Daniel and Gabriel year ended up getting into uh, this absolutely disgusting situation. So this is when during this time playing this game at home, Daniel would befriend and talk to a local 12 year old boy named Gabriel Kuhn. On one occasion, Gabriel featured here on the right asked Daniel if he could borrow 20,000 in Tibia's online virtual currency 
Daniel agreed upon the promise that Gabriel would give it back. I mean, yeah, you know, if you're friends with someone like, hey, I need to get some currency. Obviously, this is something that uh, you figure that these kids would do. But then again, they're also kids. And you know what? Parents will always tell you. Uh, be careful who you hang out with because you may not get your toys back. Anyone here who's a gamer probably knows exactly what I'm talking about. Now, according to this here, over time, Daniel began to ask for the virtual currency back. But apparently, Gabriel just decided to keep it, to keep the 20,000 in tibia gold or tibia currency, and then just ban Daniel entirely from all virtual contacts, just cut him out of his life. Now, we don't know why this happened specifically. We don't know why Gabriel decided to keep the money. We don't know why any of this went down the way that it did. But apparently, this enraged Daniel something fierce. Daniel, who then called his mother on this is the day of the crime and asked her what time she would get home. This, according to this, this wiki post, this information, uh, he did this knowing how much time he would have uh, in order to go over to Gabriel's house, knock on his door and, and figure out this whole thing. So what his plan was apparently was to go over there and uh, lie to him. He had a ruse. He had a plan. His plan was to go over and say, hey, man, can I apologize to you for getting mad? Uh, can we come in? Can we work things out? And that apparently worked because Gabriel opened the door and let him in because he's 12 and he's trusting. And this is a guy that, you know, they want to become friends and they want to work it out. Well, according to this report here, Daniel came on in, closed and immediately locked the door behind him then apparently began to give Gabriel a savage and, according to this, ferocious beating. Now, what I find to be fascinating here is no one else was apparently at the house. And that, of course, it doesn't matter. What happens next is, is truly disgusting. Uh, and I don't normally like to give trigger warnings, but I, I believe in this instance it is, it is very necessary to give a trigger warning. Because this is when Daniel, while beating Gabriel, drug him over to the bed and began to sodomize him repeatedly. Then after putting Gabriel's pants back on, they saw that Gabriel was lying in blood and apparently began to laugh. Gabriel threatened to denounce Daniel and tell his parents what happened when they got home. Which is just, I mean, yeah, you figured that would happen. Okay. Then deciding that he wanted none of that problem, Daniel then removed a game console's power cord, wrapped it around Gabriel's neck as he assaulted him once again, this time through sodomy. When it was all done, apparently Daniel thought Gabriel was dead and needed to hide the body. So he did what any 16-year-old would do. He looked for the nearest place to hide it. So he saw that a hallway crawl space trap door was available, but he couldn't lift the body and get it in there. He realized that it was too heavy. And this is where Daniel decided to go into the kitchen and get a knife and get a hacksaw from the garage so that he might lighten the weight of the torso by removing its legs. He ultimately ended up sawing off the right leg completely 
At this point in time, Gabriel regains consciousness and begins screaming because of the pain and horror that he's waking up to. Seeing this, apparently, like, didn't freak out Daniel. And again, this is all like secondhand, thirdhand information that's floating around the internet. So take this with a grain of salt. And I really would hope to God that no one is that depraved and that evil. But according to this, this filled Daniel with joy and excitement. And he immediately started sawing harder and cutting faster. And at this point had officially cut Gabriel in half while Gabriel was alive. alive. And this was later confirmed, allegedly, apparently from the coroner that they found that he was, he was, he was, he was alive. Now, I mean, I could only hope that the shock from everything is what ended Gabriel's suffering. I have no way of knowing. I have no way of knowing. But apparently, Daniel then again tried to shove the body into the crawl space, but he still couldn't manage the angle right. And being 16 and already having probably the adrenaline start to come down, he just said, F it. And he started to beat up the top part of Gabriel's corpse and stab it up and carve it up. And apparently he was carving tibia symbols into this kid's chest. And then he left the body. Just left it. Cut in half. Game console cord wrapped around this kid's neck. For the family to find. And it was Gabriel's brother. Who actually found the body. The uh, mom was called. The authorities were brought in. They started doing their investigation and they discovered that it was, in fact, Daniel who had gotten into an online argument with Gabriel. They found this virtual argument and they figured out basically who it was and who was responsible. So they went over to his house and they arrested him. And this is where it's even more messed up. Is that apparently Daniel Petri here admitted the crime without hesitation or remorse and then provided astonishing detail of every action and then feeling he had with his after, you know, it, with, with this act against Gabriel. Only apparently getting angry and screaming once, denying any claims of homosexuality. Because that, remember, that's essentially what prompted him to brutalize this 12-year-old kid, is, is according to Daniel here. The after sodomizing him repeatedly, the threat of it, of that being outed, was so massive that it, it prompted him to respond in a way that is just like, it's, oh my God. So obviously, Daniel was immediately taken into custody. He was arrested and he was sent to a juvenile delinquency center in order to be charged and go through all that stuff. And this is where we get to probably the most disgusting and terrible thing of this entire situation. You figured that a kid of sound body and mind going in and doing what he did to someone he had online beef with would get life in prison, would get the death penalty. I don't know if Brazil has it. 
I would assume given all the violence in Brazil, I it's probably. But no. According to Brazilian law, minors cannot go to jail for longer than three years. He was sentenced to three years in prison. And this part, I, look, I'll be fair, this part sounds so over the top, so terribly written that I, I can't confirm if it's real. I can't confirm if it actually happened. If this is real, then it's like, this is an evil person. I mean, well, he's already evil, but this is the thing. And look, here's the thing. If you're already kind of going like, I don't really believe this, how bad, never, no way it was that bad. No, no, no. You can find, you can find the images of this. And I did find the images of this. And that is some horrifying stuff. Because like, I didn't want to believe it, that someone could be as depraved as 16 year old could do that. And I was wrong. I was absolutely wrong. Because according to the story, when Daniel was being sentenced, he basically vowed his revenge. And when asked by the judge if he had any last words of remorse or apology for his actions to Gabriel's family, according to this, I'm going to read it verbatim, he said, Gabriel was a coward and a thief. He burns in hell right now where I sent him. And when I die, I will find him in hell and finish my revenge. What the fuck? I mean, doesn't that come across as just way over the top, like sociopathic? It just, I mean, that's like too psycho. That is absolutely too psycho. You know, and they're like three years. Three years because of the law. I, oh my God, I have no idea. I don't know. Because here's the thing. When you start asking about it, we start really kind of diving into this uh, tibia game. And you ask, you know, you look at it and you're just like, well, how much was, how much was 20,000 virtual coins, right? How much did Gabriel steal from Daniel to warrant this level of brutality? I mean, clearly it would have been like, you know, there's no, there's no actual number that would work, but we're, we're talking hyper, you know, hyperbole here and hyper, uh, you know, just kind of like theories, uh, speculation and stuff, hypotheticals. That's the word I want to use. $1 and 75 cents is apparently the cost of the tibia coin. 20,000, $1.75. That was never returned to, to Daniel is what prompted him to get, uh, to get his revenge in a very, uh, very disgusting and terrible way. And so he was sentenced on, uh, in September of 2007 for three years. So that would mean that he has been out now for 11 years. And basically, no one knows where he is at this point. No one knows where Daniel Petri is. No one has any idea. Some people have popped up online with similar identities and similar facial features, but it, they say that it's not them. This is basically the only image I can find of this kid uh, now at 21 year old. So we don't know where he is uh, and we don't know anything else. There's no whereabouts of him. Yeah. Um, ever since he has apparently, and this again, this is where it starts to sound like something that is so horribly written, like just one of those like terrible made for TV movies, you know, because according to this, it's saying that since his release, there's no record because he failed to report to his supervising officer 
and authorities believe that he either killed himself in order to go to hell to further abuse Gabriel, which, come on, let's be, the guy was sociopathic. He wasn't going to kill himself. You know, this guy was clearly sociopathic. There was no way he was going to kill himself. So I don't believe that at all. I think this is a bit on this guy's thing. Uh, and then more likely, they think that he fled the country because he would be easily known and recognized in Brazil for this whole thing. And that he presumably went to America is what they're trying to say here. But I don't know how much of that I believe. Uh, Interpol profilers and Daniel's psychiatrists and therapists have released a profile saying that uh, wherever Daniel Petri is, he is most likely going to be doing online gaming looking for his next victim. Again, I don't know how much of that I believe. The story is real. There's a lot of, you know, hypotheticals and speculation and hyperbole in, in, in really any of the discussions surrounding this. But the core cons, the core fact is there, is that Daniel here brutally murdered Gabriel over $1.75, which is just disgusting. But I want to kind of quickly touch back on this blog because, again, I want people to take it with a bit of a grain of salt. So this blog here, this Wikia, it's a fandom Wikia, the James Amirzian Waldementer software, uh, you know, this this guy wants to be a uh, a software developer, this, this James Amirzian guy, right? So he's got a couple things he's working on, and this is where, like, you can tell... I, I, this, this, maybe this guy also has his own issues because on the Daniel Petri page at the bottom, he talks about Daniel Petri and media. And he says that the Raiden, Raiden Storm series, where Daniel Petri seemed to be an appearance in the Raiden Storm series. Uh, and he also hangs out like, you know, like this kid is, he's in there in this game. Well, the thing is, is this guy, this James Amirzin guy, He's the one who made this Raiden Storm series, but I can't find any information on it. And there's also apparently a Japanese game called Killer Contacts, which features an unlockable character named Dan F. Petri, who wields a hacksaw, a knife, and strangles players while simultaneously taking their money. Again, I don't know. I couldn't really find anything on that. But then he created another Wikia page for Gabriel and also talks about like the legacy and then being in media. And so not only did he put Daniel Petri into his own game, he he created this fictionalized version of, a, of events in this Raiden Storm series where Gabriel Kuhn is, is alive and he's a supporting character. He's he's uh, said that, you know, he basically he's friends with George Floyd. And that I guess George Floyd had also survived in this world. Uh, but it says here that in Raiden Storm 1, it did add some backstory that Gabriel Kuhn survived when Daniel Hornets Petri Pratt tried to kill him. And he's friends with someone named Lamonkey and Chris Walker. I don't know who any, you know, I, I don't know. So it's a little bit weird when you look at like where this information is coming from, but apparently this is stuff that is just, it's out there. It's known, but it, it's not highly discussed. I couldn't find any real articles on it. I couldn't find any Wikipedia entry on it. It's a little bit weird that I've seen the images of this boy and what happened. And, and yet there's no real like documented record of it. That is not outside of a couple of these, you know, fan blogs and a kid trying to put it in a video game. 
Uh, so yeah, that's the that is kind of where we find ourselves with this particular situation. Again, I'd have no freaking idea. Uh, it's crazy. And as always, I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear your opinions on it. Do you think that? Uh, do you think that Daniel's out there hunting people, or what? <laughs> Let me know uh, down in the comment section. I'll talk to you guys all later. If you want, please like the video, subscribe, hit that bell. If you have any suggestions for other stories, let me know. Talk to you guys later and peace out.